the origins of photo manipulation, and Google's track record on services. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Our conversation about photo manipulation wraps up with a classic example in every sense of the word. Then, do you really know how many Google services have been discontinued? Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. I'm typing oh. in uh, in our private chat, but I'm just going to say it out loud. The Cottingly Fairies. People have not been critical about photos since photography has been a thing. So for the for people who don't know, the Cottingly Fairies, uh, what it was a group of photos where the photographer um, took the the photos they had. And then superimposed these uh, these dolls, these fairy dolls, into the images, and uh, and for some for someone that knows what they're looking for, it's very obvious that uh, these are two images stuck together. For people that don't know, with with sophistication we have today, there there's a likelihood that most people today would look at these and go, "That doesn't even look right. It looks kind of fake." But when they happened, people saw these and totally fell for it. Like really intelligent people fell for these and believed that the Cottingley fairies were a real thing. Uh, people believe what they want to believe. Yep. Yeah. yeah the Cottingley fairy photos, they're, they're cute and they're fun. <laughs> yeah. So e- e- yeah. even if you don't care about them from from the historic hoax standpoint, check them out just because they're fun. I should probably and get they, you a link, Chuck. Yeah, I, oh, I found, oh, you already I, did. I, okay, found it. I, well, yeah. I pulled the Wikipedia, but there's probably a better collection. That, of them, that's but, probably good enough. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, at sometime in ten, twenty, thirty years, maybe two, three, four years, people are going to look back at that Pope photo and say, "Yeah, come on, who could really take that seriously?" Maybe we will have increased our sophistication to that level by then. I don't know. Um, well, I don't. You next. know, I looked at it just now, and I, I was like, okay, so the Pope's wearing a jacket. <laughs> I mean, you know, like the 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 uh, the Jeff, your theoretical picture of you photoshopping me next to you, unless you're providing me with an alibi and some sort of trial, who cares? You know what? For for you, Jim, I would be happy to do that. But the, but the point is, you know, if their stakes are high, then you know people will investigate and they'll look at the images closely and they'll look at other, you know, other evidence. And you know, well, what else is new? That's always been the case. Yeah. And oh, you know, I even eyewitness testimony is you know known to be. You know, very problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Our um, our memories are really so, messed up. Yeah, uh, so, inaccurate you know, tools. So this is just another you know aspect to that. I mean, it's kind of a, probably a problem that you know. And I think the reason why you know people now look at the category fairies and say, you know, they're not taken in because you know, well, now it's like, oh yeah, well, this kind of stuff's easy to do with Photoshop. So you just assume that it's fake because 
we've you know seen those fakes all around you know it would probably you know look at like photos of sasquatch or loch ness monster or what you know that people have taken taken seriously well that's um, real jim i mean come on mm. How about uh, photoshopping nudes of people? For a lot of people, it's like, well, the stakes aren't high because it's just some some photos that someone made up and it's on some porn website somewhere. But for the people who are being faked in the images, that could be a really devastating thing. I know I'm taking this to an extreme now, but why not? Jeff, you're not taking – no, not at all because we've had – some of this is spilling over to a discussion we had a couple of weeks ago about deep fakes. Um, and those, that was more of the video, but the stills, I mean, the stills can be pretty darn convincing. I mean, some of them obviously look good, just like a head plate pasted on a body, but others, if, if it's done right and scaled and the angles are paid attention to, yeah, you know, that could be you or me. And, I, I know you guys were joking about it, but you know, if if a photo of me at a particular event across town can be faked to a sufficient degree, that provides me an alibi to get away with something, on or this get side you of town. in trouble for something when someone wants to get even. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, this technology is going to be used for bad things because um, we're humans. Because people are jerks. And yeah. Yeah. So you know. There ultimately is no solution. Technology, there's no technological solution to people being evil. Yeah, that's that's not a technology problem. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to move us on again to a story that I don't want to waste a lot of time on because it's turned into a non-story. But um, while we were gone, Google decided to <laughs> put a limit <laughs> number of files. And then two days later, they said, oops, no, we didn't mean it. We're not going to do it. <laughs> they meant it, it, and they rolled it back because people freaked out so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, there. I, I think in one of the articles I posted, you know, some guy woke up and said, you need to delete 2 million files from your, mm-hmm. from your yeah. Google account. And it's like, what? You know, who thought this was a good idea? Yeah. Without more yeah. notice, especially. Yeah, I mean, if they were going to do this and give people notice, um, like uh, for example, Amazon has been sending me messages monthly for I think a year now, letting me know that I guess it's the end of next year. Right. All the files that I have on Amazon Drive are going to get deleted. Whatever I think I put through there to test. Um, okay, that's one thing, but just imposing the data cap. And not telling anyone about it, and you just wake up one morning and you find that uh, that you're magically over a data cap that didn't exist mm-hmm. uh, an hour ago, that's a problem, and that's bad business. Remember the days of don't be evil? Now it's more like we'll be evil as we can. Yeah, You remember when they took don't be evil off the wall in their headquarters? Yeah, I do. Not like Nate ripping the believe sign in half. It's a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess when I looked at this, though, the thing that really caught my attention was uh, that even if you were paying for the storage, so 
if I'm paying for the storage, do I really need to be concerned with how many files I've put in there to take up that storage? Those are rules, but, you know, they've changed the rules is the problem. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to make a rule that you can only have a certain number of files, I mean, what's that? That's not unreasonable. There could definitely be costs to number of files beyond what the amount of space for for the files is. Um, I, I'll so, buy that, Jim. But but the, the the thing that the thing that bugged me here is that they gave virtually no notice. Not no, I, I agree. Literally, they changed. They, yeah. they changed the rules. That's the problem. The problem isn't that oh they shouldn't you know ever have a rule. Um, you know, if there's some good reason to have a, a limit on the number of files, I, you know, I can understand that that might be the case. But to retroactively do that and not even tell people, you know, that kind of sucks. But well, but but to Jeff's point about Amazon, you know, Amazon is giving Jeff plenty of warning. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if if that was going to be a problem for me because I was using Amazon's uh, drive storage a lot, okay, fine. They they have given me enough lead time that I can I can take care of the problem. Right. I think Google just looked at Elon and said, you know, oh, that's how it's done now. <laughs> but I mean, all joking yeah. aside, there's a reason I've been weaning myself off of google services the last 10 years they've been they've become increasingly unreliable you come to depend on a service then uh for just because it becomes less profitable well it doesn't matter to them now and they roll it back and i i don't know i mean yeah i definitely think you've got to be very careful about using any google service and I, you know, I think any more of that happened a long time ago. Look at all the people that depended on Google Reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good example. That's a real good example. Or Google Hangouts, which uh, were Zoom Hangouts before Zoom Hangouts, or Google Plus, or the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Google Voice is still around, but it's a shadow of its former self. Yeah, yeah. Brian, um, what uh, what do you mean, like Stadia? Yeah, that's another thing that they. I don't even know what Stadia is. Oh, that was their game platform. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they really screwed some companies, game developers, in a big way with Google Stadia. Mm Hmm. It was a cloud-based video game service. Mm. That wasn't that long ago. No, uh, they killed it. I think in January, and it had only been around for uh, maybe f- maybe five years. Maybe it says 20, t- 2019 to twenty twenty three, about three years. Yeah, even not uh, yeah. I think they made a lot of the, the people whole who were using them because I think they reimbursed them for. Um, you know, if they bought controllers and things like that and the games, I think they they um, paid people for. But like Jeff pointed out, the developers, they just pulled the rug from out, out from under mm-hmm. them. I didn't know they killed Google surveys. I didn't even know they had Google surveys. <laughs> uh, for 10 years. Didn't you ever 
I, I would get, you know, people send me fill out the survey. Yeah, it was. And it was a yeah. Google survey all the time. It was oh, Google Forms now, isn't it? Wait a minute. They killed Angular JS. Yeah, for everyone that's Jeez. wondering, um, I dropped the gem into our chat. Killed by Google.com. <laughs> I have not. Okay, we got to look at this. Killed by Google.com. And as you scroll through this, Chuck, you you will find oh, <laughs> other things that uh, that you knew about, and you're like, wait, that's gone. Or oh, I remember the I'm very also short finding a lot of things I like I never that. heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I've been looking at this for like three minutes and I'm only like 20% through it. <laughs> Mac Voices is supported by Collide at collide.com slash Mac Voices. Clicking on the wrong link can cause you plenty of headaches if it's just you. But if it's your company, the possibility of clicking a wrong link is multiplied by the number of users right along with the headaches. Your users don't mean to create a problem, but they have other things on their priority list. That's why Collide works so well for Okta users. You can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. If a device isn't compliant and tries to log in, it can't. The user is provided with the information on what needs to be done. If they do it, great. If not, they're blocked. Immediate, helpful device compliance that secures your company. Without Collide, there's nothing to stop an unsecure device. With Collide, unsecure devices don't have a chance to cause issues. And this is all built to work seamlessly with Okta. Zero trust architecture and 100% device compliance. That means fewer support tickets and less frustration all around. Just what the doctor ordered. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for supporting macvoices. I mean, part of me, there's there's the part of me that applauds Google for trying some of these things, and I, I would need to go through here and, and and do a little bit of digging as to how long some of this stuff lasted. Um, but Chuck, I don't applaud them because the uh, the the Google uh, process is to uh, to have good reviews and advance in the company. You need to innovate. And once you have done the innovation part, you don't get any sort of, of reward in the company for maintenance. Mm -hmm. So uh, one, once something is out there, there's no incentive for people inside the company to maintain it long term. So uh, so projects are created and new services and, and, uh, and offerings will roll out all the time. But everything is on the chopping block at Google because there's a very high likelihood that within a couple of years, whoever was championing the project is onto something else because they need to build up mm -hmm. more points for, for a good review or a raise or a promotion. If that is accurate, Jeff and I, it, it certainly would explain a lot of the things I'm seeing here because there are a lot of things that, to Jim's point, I either never knew about or that I remember looking at and saying, well, I don't think I really need that. But it also, it makes me start to say, I'm one or less, one or rely a whole lot less on Google things like Ben's doing because you just, you can't afford to continually swap applications all the time. 
Well, with surveys, they have Google Forms. I've been I've used that you know in the past. You know, Microsoft does Microsoft Forms. So those survey companies are just just got so costly. That's why people resort to these services. Hmm. Don't know, don't know. Um, this has been a night of um, like I, after being gone for a week, some stories just seem to group themselves together. Um, I want to throw out two since we were picking on Spotify uh, a while back. Uh, let's pick on them a little more. Um, they shut down their live audio app, which is a little surprising to me given the popularity of things like the live programming we're doing now and that yep. so many other platforms are are trying to develop. Is this just a case of them, you know, trimming their costs in, in a depression era, or do you see something deeper that they're just they, they it seems like if they can't own or dominate in a market, they just decide we're not going to bother or we're going to really downplay it a lot. There you go. If it's not a moneymaker for them in a market, in an industry where where every penny counts, then they're not going to do it. From a business perspective, I totally get it. From a consumer perspective, as someone that likes a feature, it totally sucks. Yeah, but from a business standpoint, too, here we go again. Just like with Google, they offer something, they they pull me in, they it's 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 one more incentive for me to subscribe to their service, and now they're pulling it. So I have to wonder how soon they're going to pull other things that I might enjoy or might mm-hmm. want to use. And that's that's a fair question. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about this, I think this is a byproduct of uh, their big whiff on the podcast bet. Yeah. That cost a lot of money uh, that they have to make cuts elsewhere because of. Okay. That would make sense. That would make sense. The second article on the, relating to Spotify is that they're downplaying HomePod support. They promised to add AirPlay 2 yet again. We still don't have native support for the HomePod or HomePod Mini. Um, and, and, and for once, Apple opened up to third-party streaming, and Spotify hasn't taken advantage of it. And yet Spotify does not manufacture a device, and at least that I'm aware of, and I'm not a Spotify user, that you can listen to their service on. That is made by them. I know there are plenty of others, but that is made by them. And this, this again, this doesn't seem like, I mean, that would just seem like such a natural thing if you really want to start to try to compete with Apple and, and you feel like you're slipping. Why wouldn't you want to play in Apple's sandbox head to head? I can tell and, you that. It's, okay. be, it's because Apple's sandbox is so tiny for, for the smart speaker market that it's negligible. Like, like it's not worth investing the money in uh, in supporting HomePod. The the Echo space, the Google too? speaker space, yeah. uh, uh, Roku, totally makes sense. But when you look at the overall smart home speaker market, <clears throat> I think Apple with the HomePod products is at like two percent. Yeah, that including the Mini is it yeah. that low with the Mini? Mm-hmm. It's okay. it's it's a completely neg- negligible player in the smart speaker market. Or okay. Sonos supports and, it, so you got Sonos in there in the Sonos app. You know, 
I have it here on my Sonos product where I can, you know, I can play Spotify from there and all the other apps that you can add. Yeah, so and Sonos party. has has uh, has a reasonable uh, market share. I guess it just it it goes against my grain, and this is a discussion we've had here about social media. That you know, my version of social media is I want to be everywhere that you all are, if I possibly can, or as, as many places as you all are. Instead of saying I'm limited to one or two. Right. And so if, I mean, if, if I'm not a Spotify user or if I'm a HomePod user, this just automatically discounts Spotify for me. I'm yeah. just, you know. I mean, the thing is, Spotify whines all the time about Apple being some kind of monopoly. Right. But they're not putting the fo- their foot forward t- towards the users. I like mean, it. I'm not using apple music as much of what apple does for me it's a lot of the things that spotify has not or has walked back then i'm yep. uh say the first part i'm not sure i followed you there i mean are you are you using spotify or are you um away from i spotify? i switched from spotify to apple music a number of years back okay hmm. okay and does any anybody any spotify users here Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I do have several friends that uh, it is their preferred platform. And uh, yeah, but um, no, I'm not using it. Uh, Let me ask this. How many X Spotify users are here? Oh, that's, that's a fair question. Yeah. I tried it, but I've always been Apple music. Hmm. Okay. I, ben, though, you brought up about Spotify whining about Apple being a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a situation where Spotify could, you know, have, Apple has opened it up and Spotify hasn't taken advantage of it, yet they continue to whine. Yep. I guess that's that's another thing that bothers me about it. Just like, you know, the, the, the gaming company that is screaming loudly about Apple being a monopoly and taking too much money while they're cashing ridiculously large checks. Yeah. So this Mac voices live session finally concludes in the next edition of Mac voices as the panel considers the open letter that was sent suggesting that AI research be at least paused. We also look at a new streaming music video service. That's next time on Mac voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you then. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with MacVoices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.